House Podcast Network, keeping your finger on the pulse. Episode 83 of the Gem on the Queen's Crown, the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast. It's released the 2019 Ohio High School Athletic Association's Ice Hockey State Qualifying Brackets. Find out where the 12 Sunday high school teams landed and who they'll battle in the Columbus District Bracket. It's hockey on the local Sunday Sports Podcast. Welcome to another installment of the Gem on the Queen's Crown, the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast. Opening theme from Music Radio Creative. Visit theleewmallon.com slash podcast to listen on your favorite podcasting platform. Now for our host, Lee W. Mowen. That's right, folks. With the release of these state brackets, it means high school hockey season is almost over. There's about another month until you reach the final four, and then you got, what, three games? And then here comes the trophy hoister. I mentioned on episode 82 that the last state champ to be around the Cincinnati, Dayton, Columbus area happens to be Centerville, and that was back in 1979. There has not been a state title winner in Cincinnati, nor Columbus, and there hasn't been one in a long time in Dayton. Most of your state champs will reside around the Toledo and Cleveland areas. Up there, there's some schools that have their own rinks. Down here, not so much, and... I mention it many times there is a shortage of rinks in the area. So fans, make sure you support your rinks. Do what you can and help grow hockey. In fact, if you have enough money, build another sheet of ice because that would be cool. Anyway, state title time. Because Cincinnati and Dayton only have 12 high school teams, they're lumped in with the Columbus District. There's four districts, in fact, you have your Columbus bracket, your Brooklyn bracket, no, not Brooklyn, New York, Kent State qualifying bracket, and Sylvania, that's Toledo. Brooklyn would be the Cleveland area, Kent State is more southeast. In the Columbus district, you have a couple teams winning first round buys in Olentangy Liberty, the three seed, six seed Archbishop Muller, two seed Upper Arlington, five seed St. Charles, Four seed New Albany, and the number one seed in the Columbus District, Dublin Jerome. And this is the same Celtics team that reached the Final Four last year. They are very good. So I'd like to go ahead and tell you about the Columbus bracket, if you don't mind sitting with me and enjoying the ice hockey episode. The Centerville Elks and the Springboro Panthers, as you might know, are the teams I broadcast for. So I get to see a little bit of both worlds of the Southwest Ohio High School Hockey League and the Capital Hockey Conference. And it is some good hockey both sides. The only real thing I wish is that hockey would grow in the Cincinnati and Dayton area. Columbus, it's doing pretty well, especially in the northern quadrant of the city. And then I come to think, really, south of downtown... There's nothing. I mean, your southmost chiller would have to be, what, Dublin, Easton? You got Chiller North, then you got downtown, Nationwide Arena, which is hosting some of these state games. 
and the Ohio Health Ice House, which is hosting most of the CHC, Blue Jackets Cup, which I mentioned in episode 82. We'll start off with the Springboro Panthers. They are the number 13 seed in the bracket, and they'll take on number 20, St. Francis de Sales. The last time those two teams met up, Springboro won pretty handily. In fact, I think they called the game after two periods, or was that the Gehanna-Lincoln game? Both those games, Springboro won pretty easily. So Springboro, St. Francis of Sales, that will be the 15th. That's a Friday night at 845, the Chiller North in Lewis Center, Ohio. Basically, go up north, US 23, and it's right near a big shopping plaza. I'd like to say you can't miss it, but it's kind of tucked away. So pull out your GPSs and go up there. The winner of Springboro St. Francis of Sales will take on number four, New Albany, at the Chiller North on the 17th. That's that Sunday at 11.30 in the morning. For Centerville, they picked up the 16th seed in the Columbus bracket, and they'll take on number 15, Columbus Academy. It's a first-year program, the Vikings. I got to see a very tiny bit of them at South Metro Sports. They had a preseason scrimmage against Mason, where the Vikings won 6-1. to And Columbus Academy has been streaming their games on Periscope. You can follow them along on Twitter at CA Ice Hockey. You can follow Centerville on Twitter at Elks underscore Hockey. Springboro Hockey is at SHS Borough Hockey. And St. Francis of Sales is at Stallions Hockey. Again, Centerville, Columbus Academy, that is Saturday, February 16th at 2 o'clock at Nationwide Arena. When I saw the bracket, and I saw the game, I was like, wow, I get to go to Nationwide. And that's a pretty, pretty even match, 15-16. You can't beat that. And Columbus Academy did very well in their first year. I'm looking forward to Centerville Columbus Academy at Nationwide. Again, it also is pretty awesome. It's at Nationwide. The winner of Centerville Columbus Academy will take on number five, St. Charles. No, that game will not be at Nationwide. That game versus St. Charles will be at the Chiller North Sunday the 17th at noon. And remember, Chiller North is the rink that's getting a third sheet of ice. I don't know if they're starting to work on that yet or not. I thought it was supposed to be complete for next season, which would be 2019-2020. You got 2020 vision. <laughs> the winners of New Albany versus Springfield or St. Francis of Sales and St. Charles versus Centerville or Columbus Academy will play it nationwide on the 23rd at 2.45. So that is a little bit away from the first and second round. So, Centerville, if they play their cards right and they can take down a very talented St. Charles team, they'll get to play at Nationwide for a second time. We'll look at the top of the bracket now. We'll start off with Cincinnati Elder. They have the 25th seed in the bracket. They'll take on number 23, Dublin Sciota, who fell 5-2 to last night in the Capital Hockey Conference tournament opener. So it'll be the Irish of Dublin Sciota and the Elder Panthers. And the winner of Sciota Elder will take on number one, Dublin Jerome. The Sciota Elder game is at Nationwide Arena on the 15th at 6.45. And the Dublin Jerome versus Elder Sciota winner will be at Nationwide on the 16th. That's Saturday at 8 p.m. 
Further down the bracket, we'll have two first-round games. As number 11, Oxford Talawanda will take on number 14, Thomas Worthington. That should be really, really fun battle. The Brave and the Cardinals will tangle at Chiller North Friday the 15th at 6.45. And the winner of that game will await the winner of this next game, played right after. Dublin Kaufman and the Rocks at number 10, taking on number 12, Beaver Creek and the Beavers. This game will be at Nationwide Arena on the 15th at 8.45. The winner of Kaufman and Beaver Creek takes on the winner, Talawanda and Thomas Worthington. That's going to be a pretty fun first round. I know Dublin Jerome's waiting for Sayota and Elder, but that's why you play a sport. You don't just play it on paper. Anything can happen. But the Celtics are going to be one heck of a team to battle with. Now to the middle of the bracket, I mentioned Springboro and St. Francis of Sales. Whenever that game takes on New Albany, Centerville and Columbus Academy. I looked and I saw Gahanna. I was like, wait a minute, that's not Gahanna Lincoln. Centerville, Columbus Academy, winner takes on St. Charles. The winner of those games will play a nationwide arena on the 23rd. And now to the third tier of the bracket. Three first-round games, Upper Arlington, the only team picking up a bye in this side of the bracket. We'll start off with number 17, Bishop Watterson. They'll take on number 24, Sycamore, nationwide on the 16th at 4. Number 7, Olentangy, taking on number 7, Olentangy Orange. I have to assume that's a typo of sorts. I don't think there can be two number 7s, but it's a good Olentangy battle. Braves and the Pioneers. They'll tangle at Chiller North, the home of the Braves, Pioneers, Patriots, and also the Bears of Berlin. And that'll be 5 o'clock on the 16th. And the winner of that game will take on the winner of number 8, St. Xavier, and number 26, Mason. That's at Chiller North on the 16th at 6 o'clock. I have to assume that's on another sheet of ice at Chiller North, since Olentangy and Orange will be battling at Chiller North. Winner of those two games play at Nationwide Arena on the 17th at 3.15. That Sunday at 3.15 will host those two winners. And then those two winners, whoever wins that, will play at Nationwide Arena against the Upper Arlington versus Bishop Watterson or Sycamore winner. And that'll be the 23rd at 4.45. And to the last part of the bracket, number 18, Archbishop Alter takes on number 21, Gehanna Lincoln. And the winner of that gets one of the two by winners and number six, Muller, the highest seeded Cincinnati Dayton team, the Muller Crusaders. A rough last weekend for Muller picked up a nice four to one win against Centerville where the Elks played marvelously in that game. But Muller then lost to Liberty and Dublin Jerome, both at Springfield. Muller awaits Alter and Gehanna Lincoln. The Alter Gehanna Lincoln games at Nationwide Arena on the 16th at 6. And Moeller's game will be at Nationwide Arena on the 17th at 5.15. And the last part will have number 22, Troy, taking on number 19, Olentangy Berlin. Another first year program, first year high school, Olentangy Berlin. Did very well in the Blue Division this year. It's nice to see the first-year program getting right on the ice and playing like it's their 10th year. So, a lot of credit to Olentangy Berlin, and a lot of credit goes out to number 22, Troy. 
Might not have a deep bench, but the talent they have, it is pretty spectacular. Winner of that game at the Chiller North on the 16th at 7, Olentangy Berlin Troy will have number 3 Olentangy Liberty awaiting them. The Patriots, the number 3 seed, and another bye winner. The Patriots will wait Olentangy Berlin and Troy's winner at Nationwide Arena on the 17th at 7.15. The winner of those brackets will play on the 23rd at 6.45 at Nationwide Arena. I mean, that's got to be that's got to be a treat. You get to play at the home of the NHL's Blue Jackets. It's something not everyone gets to do in their ice hockey career. And let's be honest, the states that do carry hockey, maybe there's not an NHL team there. Hey, you got to think that's pretty cool. You get to play where the pros play at. So just to tell you a little bit about the teams, like I mentioned, Double Jerome, they are pretty Pretty, pretty tough to beat the Celtics. Dublin Sciota, their first year back in the varsity ranks. It's great to see the Irish back. That means all three Dublin teams have their ice hockey programs in the varsity level of the CHC. Elder, a tough year, but you know what? You got to give those Panthers a lot of credit. You got to give all these hockey teams and hockey players a lot of credit. Don't just look at the records and say, oh, you might not be very good. Yeah. You know how hard hockey is to play? You have to learn how to skate. You have to learn how to move a puck with a stick. You can't kick it. Well, if you're the goalie, (laughs) if you're the goalie, you can headbutt the puck away. I've seen that a couple times. I still love that story. And then at this point, everyone's telling me you're an idiot, but there you go. You got to learn how to skate. You got to learn how to be physical. You got to learn how to take checks. You got to be tough out there. I mean, it's very tough to play hockey. And I mentioned it's probably the toughest sport to play in Southwest Ohio for the reasons being you don't have your own sheet of ice. Trying to fight for ice time is not fun. And some schools practice early in the morning. Centerville did. I think they now practice Tuesdays and Thursday afternoons. But they used to be wake up and practice at 545 for an hour and then go to school. And the captain at the time, Griffin Bechtold, told me he liked that because, you know, you don't have to worry about it after school. So it's something I never thought of. But, yeah, it's you got to give these kids a lot of credit. Talawanda and the Brave, very nice program. 10-3 uh, and three on the year in conference play. Very physical team. Also very good with the puck possession as well. Thomas Worthington, very solid team as well. I saw them play the Centerville Elks at South Metro Sports for the first game of 2019. And like I mentioned, pretty solid team. They're going to be moving up from the blue division of the CHC to the white division. So Thomas Worthington is on the up and up. Dublin Kaufman, they handed Springboro a 6-2 loss. Pretty big team. And yeah, the Rocks are pretty solid. And also Beaver Creek, they... Almost went undefeated in conference play. Really strong team. Very unselfish. I can't wait to see Centerville Beaver Creek tomorrow evening. That the Beavers have spread the word that I'm broadcasting again. And I do appreciate that with all my heart. 
So yeah, uh, the Beaver Creek and Dublin Kaufman game is going to be a lot of fun. Talawanda Thomas Worthington should be fun. Sayota and Elder can be fun. Dublin Jerome will await the winner of Sayota and Elder. Dublin Jerome takes no prisoners. Like I mentioned, that's, that's, that's the team to beat. If you want to hoist the state title, you're going to have to go through Dublin Jerome and then go through Northern Ohio, but that's another story for another time. We'll move on. Springboro this year. Very, very young squad. Three graduating. But at the same time, you lost so much talent from last year. And two freshman goalies stepping up and playing well. You got to give those kids a lot of credit at Springboro. And I definitely had a lot of fun calling the Panthers games. St. Francis of Sales, like I mentioned. I think they finished fourth in the CHC. I have the standings up here. They finished 4-9-0-2. That's wins, losses, ties, and overtime losses for the Stallions. Finished fourth out of six in the blue. When Springboro welcomed them to South Metro Sportsplex, Springboro kind of ran away with that game. So we'll see how the Stallions prepare for the Panthers. Last year, Centerville got past the first round by defeating the Stallions 7-1, I believe, at the Chilla North. And then number four, New Albany, awaits that winner. New Albany defeated Springboro 5-1. to That's a very talented team. And if I'm remembering right, the only team that handed Dublin Jerome a conference loss. So New Albany can play. And then Centerville, that's the team I broadcast for the most. Very nice head coach, very nice assistant coaches, very nice team. I enjoy being the voice of the Elks hockey program. I got to know the Elks a lot more. As of late, they're good kids, and I do appreciate them, you know, welcoming me into their family. I know Aaron Quick, the first-year head coach, telling me that the big thing he wants to accomplish is making a positive difference in their lives. And I think, I mean, the future is still wide open. It's an unwritten book, but I think he's done a nice job on that. So I definitely have enjoyed you know, broadcasting Centerville Hockey have met so many great people as the voice of the Elks. Columbus Academy, like I mentioned, I witnessed them play their preseason bout versus the Mason Comets. They won that 6-1. to one, And they also thanked me for taking the picture of them because I was setting up for... What was I setting up for? Was that a Centerville game? I'm not sure what I was setting up for. But... Yeah, they follow me on Twitter, again, CA Ice Hockey, and they stream their games on Periscope. First-year program for the Vikings. It's pretty neat to see. It's pretty neat to see not one, not two, but three teams mixed into the fold of the CHC. And I think Worthington Kilbourne, the only school in the CHC that does not have the varsity level yet, I think they're on the mend of joining so, can you imagine an 18-team CHC? That's pretty boss. That is pretty boss. So, Columbus Academy, they've done pretty well. We'll go back to the Blue Division standings of the CHC. Eight wins, seven losses, their first year in 15 games. That's not bad. Goals allowed, 69. Goals scored, 75. And 12-9 overall for the Vikings. That's not bad. They were in first for most of the first few months, and then Thomas Worthington and Olin Tangy Berlin came in and took it from there. So that's going to be a tough battle. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Like I said, 
Columbus Academy seeded number 15, Centerville 16, so that's the most even-seven bout you can get. Centerville's team, I mean, Drew Schemmel, definitely an offensive star. That first line is quite nice. The defense is strong, especially with Cora Merrick coming back in the fold. Josh Seabacher. The Elks have 10 skaters and two goalies, and both goalies are solid. But the problem is the Elks are graduating eight this season. After this season ends, eight will walk with their high school diplomas in their hands. So what the future brings, I'm not sure. But I know the Elks do have a solid team, and I think they'll be able to hold their own and possibly take the win against Columbus Academy. But again, that's a nationwide arena. Can't wait to go there. St. Charles on the other side, waiting the winner, number five seed. In the Red Division, I mentioned this a bunch of times, the Red Division is tough as nails. St. Charles went 7-6-1-1. One, one. That's wins, losses, ties, and overtime losses. If you're wondering why ties are a thing in Ohio high school hockey, it's because of the fact that not all schools get a chance to play overtime. You play your game, and if there's a game right after you, you have to go. You have to leave because time's money. And again, it has to do with the fact that there's not a lot of ice hockey sheets to go around, especially in Cincinnati and Dayton. So, St. Charles, very strong as well. 14-10-3 went the cards. That will be a pretty big battle on the other side at the Chilla North. Moving back down to the bottom half of the brackets, Upper Arlington, led by a former NHL skater and David Clarkson, that was pretty cool to meet him last year when Centerville played. Man, Centerville last year, it was a loss. Golden Bears won 3-0, but at the same time, up Arlington didn't get their first goal until like the last minute of the second period. I mean, Joe Numbers for Centerville stood on his head. That's how, that's how that game went. I mean, the Golden Bears deep bench. I mean, one of the older programs in the state of Ohio in the 70s. I think 79 actually. That's the year that Centerville won the state title in hockey so Upper Arlington will take on Bishop Watterson and Sycamore both teams tough years Bishop Watterson not as strong as they've been in the past but still you can't overlook any team if you overlook any team then bam you're down to them then you lose that game for Bishop Watterson solid solid team but like I mentioned, they did have a tough year, and they finished last in the white division, meaning they'll be back in the blue division next year as part of the reshuffling that the CHC and the Swash will do. Sycamore on the other side, their goalie, Marty Kahn, is superb. And he faces a lot of shots. I'm trying to think how many he faced against Centerville. It was, uh, what was that, 11-2? 11-2 Centerville win? And he still had, what, 64 saves on the contest. And these are 15-minute periods. So, yeah. Marty Khan is quite talented. And Johnny Ciatola is very strong up top. He's more of a playmaker, but he's known to finish off goals on this season. So, Sycamore, Bishop Watterson, that should be fun. Olin Tangine, the Braves. It's one of the teams I didn't get to see this year. But I know Olentangy is tough. And Olentangy Orange is a team I did see the last 
quote-unquote home game for Springboro. It was supposed to be in Columbus, and then South Metro welcomed in the Pioneers, and Springboro won that game 6-2. to The Pioneers in that game, it was tough for them to stay out of the box, but it's still a very talented team. Two good goalies, Pioneers and Braves. It's a battle of Olentangy. It's district pride. Like I said, Olentangy now has four high schools. Not sure if there's going to be a five down the pipeline, but we'll see. And then St. X, the only undefeated conference team. Very, very solid. Bailey Hammonds, very solid goalie, although this is his last year at St. X. And taking on Mason, tough year for the Comets. They went 0-13 in conference play. But I know they are growing into the varsity level. It's a team that started off as a club. And what that means is you can play high schools, but you can't play in the high school tournament because you're not a high school team. You're a club team. And I know Mason is building the foundation. It takes a while. I mean, was Rome built in the day? I don't know. I don't think it was. I wasn't there to witness it, but you get what I'm saying. And the last part of the bracket, I've seen Muller a time or two. Very strong program. Very strong team. Goalie is quite solid. Jordan Walter on that Moeller team. Also a soccer star with the Crusaders. So that warms up my heart a little bit because, hey, if you can be strong in multiple sports, that's pretty ace. So hats off to that. Archbishop Alter starting the youth movement. I think there's at least seven or eight newcomers on that night squad. But it's not newcomers just like, oh, hockey, I think I'll try this out. We're talking like these are kids that have been raised through the Dayton Stealth Youth Hockey Pipeline. So it's a youth moment. Luke Dinkins, still one of the quickest players in Southwest Ohio and a two-way player to boot, meaning he could play defense and score on you. That alter team is pretty good. They'll take on Gehanna Lincoln, which much improved from last year. Still a young team, but should be a lot of fun. And then Moeller awaits the winner of those two. Olentangy Berlin, like I mentioned, first-year team. It's also a team I did not see in person, although they did hand Springboro a 7-4 defeat in the last weekend of the regular season. And also Troy, I mentioned... Not a lot of depth on that bench, but the depth they do have is quite solid. And Olin Tangier Liberty, well, let me tell you the story about the Cincinnati Reds in the 1980s. Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. If they can beat Dublin Jerome, then they might have a long state title run in their sights. But Patriots, it's like Dublin Jerome on the bottom side of the bracket. It's going to be pretty fun bracket. And you can find this at ohsaa.org, then go to sports and click ice hockey, and then go to the state tournaments. You can find all four brackets there. This is just covering the Columbus bracket. And hopefully I'll get to cover at least the Centerville-Columbus Academy game at Nationwide. Before we sign off for episode 83, well, that was pretty quick. It's only 30 minutes. Normally these are about an hour. Again, just to let you know, tonight starts the Southwest Ohio High School Hockey League Tournament. And it's the lone game at Northland Ice Center. Number four, Alter. Number five, Elder. And I'll have the call for you on YouTube at 7 o'clock tonight. You can follow me on Twitter at the Lee W. Mowen for the exact link. Join me for some high school hockey fun. And then tomorrow we'll 
start up for the remaining seven games in the tournament. Sunday will crown two winners, the Gold Division first, then the Red. And that will be it until the district play starts. And then I got the Buckeye Year in Tournament the last weekend of February. So high school hockey, the sun might be setting on this season, but there's still plenty of opportunities to catch local, great quality hockey. Before we go, I want to talk about the Cincinnati Cyclones. What a year Cincinnati's having. I'm looking at the standings of the ECHL, and there are two teams that are still with a single digit in terms of losses. Cincinnati is one of them. The Florida Everblades are the Ever. Cincinnati in 44 games, which looks to be the second least in the Western Division. Kansas City has only played 43 the Cyclones, 30 wins, 8 losses, 3 overtime losses, 3 shootout losses. And they are ahead of the Idaho Steelheads at 29-15-1-2. And Idaho has played 3 more games in Cincinnati. Toledo in 4th place at 27-11-4-3-45. and in Indy, 46 games, 23-22-1. Kalamazoo 23-20-0-2, Fort Wayne 22-17-1-3 in 8th place in the Western Division, and Wheeling 20 wins, 21 losses, 4 overtime losses, 1 shootout loss. It would help if the overtime and shootout losses were lumped together. Because I hate spelling out 4 numbers. When, when we had the Demons and Demolition, I eventually got to the point where I say wins, losses, and overtime losses, but the shootout losses included. Now say this team suffered this many shootout losses. But that's just me. I'm not working the ECHL. So there you go. On the eastern side, I mentioned Florida, 33-9 and 5 and 47. That's a great year for the Everblades. Probably one of my favorite names, let's be real. Cincinnati has done a really nice job, and it's great to see the Cyclones so strong at U.S. Bank Arena. We're looking at the schedule now. What's up next? Cincinnati's coming off a 2-1 to win at Wheeling on Tuesday. Also, three wins and three games in February for Cincinnati. But they got the New England trip. They're at the Mariners of Maine. They're at the Monarchs. And they're at the Worcester Railers for coming back home Wednesday the 13th against the Indy Fuel. And then next Friday the 15th, it'll be Flying Pigs Night in Cincinnati against the Toledo Walleye. So the ECHL season's still a little bit to go. Doors open one hour prior to the puck dropping on the ice. I've been to a Cyclones game. They do a nice job running things. As I'm looking to see how much longer the ECHL season lasts. Your last home game will be against the Brampton Beast out of Canada. And that will be Fan Appreciation Night on April the 5th at 7.30. And before that, Wednesday the 3rd on April, $1 beer night versus the Toledo Walleye. Puck drops at 7.30. Look out for the beer can pyramids around the corners. Because that's a thing that happens a lot. And the last game, if you like to make the trip to Fort Wayne. It's Fort Wayne hosting Cincinnati on April the 6th at 7.30 at the Allen County Veterans Memorial Coliseum. At least I think that's what it's called. 
unless that changed names. So yeah, go support local hockey. Go do it. You won't be disappointed. That will do it. That's episode 83 in the books. Wanted to talk about the Columbus District Brackets. Wanted to talk a little bit about Cincinnati Cyclones hockey. And wanted to get you in the loop on local Sunday sports. That's the purpose of this podcast. Where else are you getting all this local sports information? Heck if I know. That will do it here on the 83rd edition of the Gem on the Queen's Crown, the Cincinnati Dayton Sports Podcast. Talk to you next week. Pulse Podcast Network. This has been another installment of the Gem on the Queen's Crown, the local Cincinnati and Dayton sports podcast. Closing theme by James Anderson from FreePD.com. Follow the podcaster on Twitter at the Lee W Mowen, spelled T H E L E E W M O W E N, and the podcast on Twitter at Gem on Queen Crown. Like the Facebook page, The Gem on the Queen's Crown. For every link and platform available to listen to the local Sunday Sports Podcast, please visit theleewmowen.com slash podcast. Would you like a question about sports answered on the podcast? Send a message on Twitter at either account or visit theleewmowen.com and click Contact Me and your question might be answered in a future episode. Thank you for listening and your support of this podcast.